What are you? Are you your ethnicity, your career, your hobbies, your interests, your relationships, your experiences? Are you what you eat? Or maybe all of the above? <laughs> we are all human and we are so beautiful and multifaceted. So every episode, we are going to embrace our complexity and explore and uncover the many sides of our identity. I'm your host, Angelisa. Let's do it. Happy Friday, pod princes and princesses and all the pod people all over the pod planet. Welcome to today's episode of What Are You? On today's episode, I'm interviewing my friend, Mary. Mary is one of my best friends from college, and she's incredible, so smart, so kind, simply the best, but what is she? Find out today. Here's the first part of my conversation. The next part will be in your ears next week, so stay tuned. All right, so Mary is Mm -hmm. currently in Maryland, and I'm in New York. We're recording this remotely, so I'm so excited to be able to chat with you um, virtually through this uh, system and then just talk about things that don't necessarily come up in our daily friend interactions of you know um so mary tell me a little bit about yourself please yeah so like you said i'm in maryland i've never left uh and the only time i did was when i met you at in dc for our undergrad um so uh we've known each other for a long time which is really great um but i'm living in maryland i am married Mary is married? Yes, Mary is married. (laughs) So cool, yeah. And your wedding was very fun. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah, we had a great time. We really – we actually broke the dance floor, which was fantastic. You had a part Mm -hmm. in that, of course. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it was. It was good. Um, And um, I am currently a grad student, um, which we'll, I guess, talk about in a little bit. And – I um, really enjoy hanging out with my friends and just chit chit chatting. But um, I can talk about like how I actually know you because it's a great. I think it's a really great story. It's like one yeah. of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk uh, about it. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we actually met um, when I was a sophomore, and you were also, I guess, a sophomore that year. Yeah, right? kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I transferred. Um, yeah, yeah. She was a transfer student. And I was walking with one of our friends um in the pres in the in the um student center. And um I remember you coming up the stairs. I think you were with your mom. I'm not I don't know remember that part, but I do remember meeting you and being like uh introduced to you and um and you're like, Oh, she's coming here now. And I was like, Oh, this is so exciting. And um we just kind of all we're in the same friend group and we had a lot of fun over those next three years, especially in the trailer. That was trailer four. Trailer four was wait, what was it? Mrs. Doubtfire's trailer <sighs> shoot tiger trailer fortress. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my we god. We had a picture of um Robin Williams as Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> in the hello moment on our front door. 
And they say trailer, but it was a dorm. It was a thing. Um, it, it was, and it was, it was great. You it was know, fun. It, it was, was a so good fun. time. We were, and it was in like a park, like like a trailer park, but yeah. a really nice courtyard. It was, it was very classy, y'all. It was very. We were very right classy. next to the priests. We were. <laughs> That's right. We were. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that definitely happened. Okay. The but priests live it. across the grass from us. It was a good time. We did, and then you could see. The huge basilica, like right, right outside your window, which was also yeah, very, very Catholic cool. University of America. You know, it so. was <laughs> for um, the listeners of this podcast. If you have never been to the basilica of the, uh, sh- what is it, the basilica of shrine? shrine of oh, immaculate, nope, immaculate conception. conception. There it is. Yeah, immaculate. <laughs> oh, see, we're great Catholic Woo! university students. Yeah, um, the basilica of the shrine, of the immaculate conception in dc washington Mm -hmm. dc um i highly recommend everyone goes there i don't care what your race religion whatever is everyone go there it's like truly there are so many museums in dc that are also amazing incredible and i love them all so much Mm -hmm. um but the basilica is essentially a museum in and of itself Mm -hmm. i went there on a field trip i think when i was i want to say a sophomore in high school because i went to a private catholic high school And um, I was floored by the beauty. Mm -hmm. I, I like. There's nothing like it, and it it doesn't even have to mean anything religious to you. It is just gorgeous. Everyone should go. It is Mm -hmm. a spectacle. I love all the little chapels Mm -hmm. off the main church. Yeah, yeah. And I was in my time at Catholic. I was really fortunate that I got to do it didn't feel fortunate at the time because Mm -hmm. I was an a jaded annoyed college student who was tired (laughs) but I got to do the Christmas concert um, performing in the Basilica um, that was broadcast on EWTN I think is that it Mm -hmm. is that the Catholic TV I'm pretty sure yeah that sounds right okay yeah my mom is gonna we both know households you know it if we know what EWTN (laughs) surely did um so yeah so that was a cool experience it was very cool after to think about (laughs) yes yeah 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 yeah. it's you know it's always reflecting back that you're like oh wow like that was actually like super meaningful or super cool you probably don't think about that in the moment so yeah I had a friend who got engaged in Mary's Garden which is right off the Basilica or it's part of it which is Mm -hmm. also gorgeous there's a fountain there um I remember I don't know if you were there for this, but you might have been because that would mm. also make sense. Either would. But I remember scootering on the back, like, patio thing of the I'm Basilica. Sure we did. Yeah. Yeah. On my like, gold well, razor scooter. <laughs> yeah. School. Of course. Well, we also took um, graduation pictures Well, when we graduated. Um, yes. When you guys graduated before. You were there. Me. You were in the pictures with us. I distinctly, I was. <laughs> I distinctly remember us all in a picture of all of us in our cap and gown and then us holding you as you like process. <laughs> I feel like Lauren's mom requested that. I think she did. There's also a high school musical picture of me and Lauren and Chrissy, Lauren's sister. Um, and a high school musical picture for uh, listeners if you do not know that's when you all jump and throw your arms up in the air like the poster for at least the first high school musical I don't know if the other ones have that but you know they should if they don't Um, yeah they should what's with that high school musical we always need a high school musical picture (laughs) (laughs) I remember that too that's yeah good memories oh but yeah that was how we met and Mm -hmm. I remember that and 
I remember meeting you specifically out of all of the people in our core friend group because mm-hmm. we shared so many mutual friends just mm-hmm. from growing up in I'm not going to say in the same spaces, but adjacent spaces. Um, There was a lot of crossover between like people I went to high school with and people who you went to church with. And Mm -hmm. then I think I also knew a couple people that you had gone to high school with um, from Mm -hmm. different things. I think I worked with some. I think I just like met some. And it was it was uh, you were an interesting person to meet in that way because I also felt like I had known you before and Mm -hmm. I don't know if I actually did but uh I mean I I don't think I'll ever know (laughs) right sure I mean also just such a warm kind and welcoming person that you just make everyone feel comfortable in your presence um the second they meet you they said the second they interact with you Um, you make everyone feel very safe um so thank you for being that person and that friend and you are such I mean, I know that like you're so Mary has multiple like friend groups, right? And I'm Mm -hmm. just telling this to the listeners. So Mary has her high school friends that Mm -hmm. we all know and are all friends with and we being her college friends. It's two different friend groups. Yes. And all Mary's high school friends, I feel like are married with babies and all Mary's college friends are not. And yes. for being the person in your high school friend group who does not have a baby, you have the most strong mom energy of all time. And you always have. And I mm-hmm. love that about you. Thank you. Thank and you. I'd like to yeah. think you get it from your own mom and dad who are mm-hmm. the best. Mary has a really amazing um mom and dad uh who make everyone feel like so loved and welcome Mm -hmm. in whatever space they're in and she has an awesome brother too yeah Um, he's great he's He's great mary has like such a cute wonderful group of people in her life and also of course her husband dan we love him yes we do love him he is also he's great Once upon yeah, a no, time, th- when I got married, I need to share this publicly. Yeah. Um, yes, Dan um, and Mary obviously went to my wedding, and <laughs> it was a very hot day. And so hot. Um, Dan uh, might have drank a little more <laughs> than he yes. for it being such a hot day and for him tearing up the dance floor. And he did have mm-hmm. to... Um, depart the wedding and my brother walked into uh, the restroom <laughs> to find Dan um, uh, emptying the contents of his stomach oh, yeah. in the restroom. But you know what? He uh, just wore his undershirt, took his uh, dress shirt off and honestly better that way. It was too yeah. hot. He had, and, a, he had a great time. He, yeah, he came he back and it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, my boy should not have been pounding back the amount of wine it was wine uh-huh. <laughs> was yeah. drinking and, it and was you guys not- had margaritas before too right we, we did so he it was bad planning on his part he thought he was still <laughs> in college if i'm honest and he was like i can do this and i was like and dan is older than we are so <laughs> right exactly exactly so i'm he he did his best and he came out better for it but like 
Whoa. Yeah. Poor Dan. We all have those moments. One thing I want to share is that <laughs> our entire friend group um, from college, this like core group of friends, mm-hmm. um, we all have turned 30. We're old. We talk about it a lot. We, we like to lean into the oldness and complain about it. Mm-hmm. But also we're kind of fine with it, I think, too. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. We're all fine with it. I think we're ready. Like, yeah, and <laughs> we've, been, we've done it. <laughs> we've done it. We are fun and we were fun. And our being fun now is very different than our being fun five years ago. <laughs> Absolutely. Five years ago, we went to um, the we beach, like, the beach and like drink and like we're drinking at all hours of the night. Oh my God. Ocean like, shitty secrets, oh day drinking, gosh. night drinking, partying. And like we do more stuff that is not drinking, but we, we have consumed uh, alcohol in our time and, yes. but we're fine. We're very fun. We're, um, we're so fun. But now we're fun with old person limitations. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know we're all there with each other it's, it's, it's okay good. it's okay we're gonna break down identity that's what this podcast is all about all my life i've gotten the question mary um what are you and people are always talking about my race because i am a biracial i like to say a biracial angel um i am half black i'm half white but i'm very light skin i'm very white presenting passing no i'm not even going to say white presenting i'm white passing i'm not white presenting um i have blonde hair however my hair texture and my facial features and the way my body is built and shaped is definitely that of a black woman. And so a lot of times people get confused and they're like, what are you blonde girl? And there's just better ways to ask that question. It's kind of crude, but Mm -hmm. what if I answered that in a different way? And that's what we're kind of exploring in this podcast because we can't minimize identity into truly just one small facet of what shapes our identity. Now, you know, we uh, also like people, I don't know if you experience this, but all the time um, people are like, oh, what do you do? Like, what's who, what, what are you in terms of jobs? And like, I don't, I mean, like, I, I, I work doing X, but do I identify as that? I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're just kind of dismantling the um, monotonization, the streamlining of identity and opening it up and finding the complexity there. So to that point, Mary, what are you? What aspect of your identity would you like to talk about today? Yeah. Um, so I like I said earlier, I'm a grad student and I love that you brought up the uh, question, the other question that you get asked a lot, which is like, what do you do? Um, because for the past, I was going to say five years, but it's been even longer because I've been in grad school longer than five years, but I'll break yeah. that down. Um, for the past like eight years or something, people always ask like, what are you doing? Or like, what's your career goals? And I've always had to answer with like, I'm working on it essentially as a grad student. (laughs) Um, And, you know, it's, it's also then just kind of 
distilled into the thing that people like know to ask me and like ask a couple follow-up questions um and then that's like basically it but uh it it is so much more than like those few questions that like people will ask at like a party or like you know casual like acquaintance conversations yeah that like weird small talk that like we don't really care but like we just are conditioned to ask exactly exactly (laughs) or maybe we do care I mean I care right now when I ask but like I try to care. I (laughs) I try to care. I really do. Um, Sometimes I definitely don't. Like, let's be honest. I definitely don't sometimes. um, But, you know, when I'm feeling it, I care. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. It's the nature, I guess, of my profession that I'm doing. But um, I can talk about my journey, my grad school journey. Yeah. So what did – okay, let's let's take it back even further to grad school. What did you study in undergrad at the Catholic University of America? And then um, how did you then grow into this grad student and go on this very lengthy journey um, and very intense and multi-step? intricate journey that I have watched you go on throughout the years. Yeah. So um, you really have watched me go on this journey, which is <laughs> yeah. pretty amazing. Um, it's really cool. It is. It's very cool um, because you were there right at the beginning, which was um, I studied. So I got my undergraduate degree um, uh, at Catholic uh, in psychology. Mm-hmm. And really the um, – the year that I that I believe we met, my sophomore year, um, I started working in a research lab, and I knew that I wanted to be a, um, work in psychology and be in psychology since like high school. You know, when you take AP credits and yes. classes, and you're like, oh, this is something cool. Like, I would like to do this. That was Spoiler. one of my favorite classes of all time, my AP psych oh, class in so high good. school. Shout out to Mr. Farley. He was. <laughs> The greatest. I didn't even have to study for that test. He was that good of a teacher, that AP test. And our whole class, I think, I think we all passed uh, easily. It was great. Like, did you, did, does that like passing, do you mean like you guys got threes or fours or fives? That's all I remember. From- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And those are the passing ones. And then I think like most of us got like fives, fours and fives, mm-hmm. whatever you needed for credit um, yeah. to take to college. I was actually, excuse me wow sick um I'm getting over a cold so I apologize if my voice sounds a little wonky um but I was actually fun fact one class one class away from being a psychology minor which I didn't know until (laughs) the very end of my college career because I didn't realize how many credits I got transferred from my AP course as well as um, other Mm -hmm. credits that transferred over uh, because I was a leadership minor um, at my first school and my first college Mm -hmm. and I took the study of self-leadership course which I found out way too late counted as a psychology course and I took a couple of psychology classes at Catholic. Mm -hmm. Um, Some were cool and some sucked. One sucked social psych Ugh. oh I don't know why it's it was the professor it, it wasn't was. the content the content no. was very interesting but no yeah the, I remember that class I don't know if, I don't think we took it together but I definitely remember yeah it was like in a basement I yeah, want to say in um what was that dorm the one the castle yes um, oh was it a, wait a boy was this like building no, no this was oh. in 
I want to say, is Gibbons the castle? Gibbons might be the castle. Wherever the castle was. I know which one you're talking about. I can picture it. At Catholic University, we randomly had castles. We did. We did. Um, But anyway, yeah. Um, So took that class. It was boring. But there were other classes that were more interesting. But I love psychology. I love talking about it and talking Mm -hmm. through it. Um, What elements of psychology did you focus on in undergrad and the, the shift as you started moving into your grad program? Yeah. So I, um, I was focused, I always wanted to work with kids. I, mm-hmm. I was like, I honestly, I always think I was like pretty intimidated by working with adults when yeah. I first thought about it as what, however old I was, like, like what, uh, age group of kids, like small kids or like high schoolers or middle schoolers or what? I think I wanted to do young kids. So like mm-hmm. elementary and younger, um, was always something that really interested me. Um, and, I liked psychology. I couldn't really like tell you initially why. I think if you asked me back then, I would have said like, oh, I wanted to help people. Um, But I was told very early on, if I wanted to continue in a career in psychology, I had to come up with something a little bit more um, uh, deep or like specific than just like, I want to help people. Like, (laughs) like way more like intensive research or theoretical type of, um, reasoning as to why you want to be somebody uh, people talk to about their feelings essentially oh wait that's so interesting why is that um so I think it's a couple different reasons I um when you start out on this long journey of being a graduate student and getting <laughs> after it in psychology um you essentially have to kind of figure out where you fit in academia Mm -hmm. um, because it then allows you to kind of pursue and work on a very specialized or niche area that then becomes what your research proficient in um, and potentially what you're going to spend your career kind of exploring. You don't Mm -hmm. have to spend your career exploring what you end up researching as a grad student, but you can. Um, And so you have to start trying to like pigeonhole yourself like very, very early on. Again, I was like 19, 20 when I was super considering like, yes, I want to take this route. I want to go to grad school. I want to get my doctorate. I want to get my PhD in psychology so I can be a therapist and I can help people. But they're like, you have to pick something specific that you want to focus on. And very like theoretical or like research based. I used to work in a grad school, actually. I worked mm-hmm. at the Graduate School of Political Management at GW. And one thing that when I first started, I worked with a lot of incoming students because I did um, marketing and recruiting work for them. Um, and one thing that I was told uh, in my initial training or onboarding, if you will, Mm-hmm. to tell and like really emphasize to the prospective students was if you aren't sure that this is what you want to study then don't study it mm-hmm. you go to grad school to pursue something specific you go to undergrad to kind of explore to try mm-hmm. things because i mean when you're in undergrad you're 
I mean, my program, of course, was definitely a little different. And the way you've utilized your psychology degree has definitely been a little different in this regard. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to do whatever you study in undergrad, like you're going there for the degree. Mm -hmm. And to that point, like my degree is in music. And currently I am an actor on hiatus. And I don't need to be doing that but my undergrad program was so specialized in that regard so it it was a bachelor's of music um, which was similar to like a BFA program it was definitely a very conservatory program so I didn't get a lot of the liberal arts and humanities if you will um, that I know other people often get in undergrad that kind of allow you to have those options um when moving on and deciding what you want to do next right Mm -hmm. um and the way that you have utilized your psychology degree is not necessarily how everyone else utilizes it like you did it as a sort of prereq of sorts to go and continue pursuing this pathway to grad school whereas i know um several people that did it they uh got a psychology degree to have a better understanding of humanity to then maybe go to law school or like um our friend lauren does she Mm -hmm. utilizes it as she does a lot of her directing work because she utilizes her psychology degree um with her drama degree and it really helps her to be able to connect and relate to and get the best out of the kids that she works with as well as all the other cool things that she does um, as a community manager. Um, So that's really interesting that you knew at such a young age that that was the full route that you wanted to take and you've stuck to it, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a big commitment financially, time-wise. Like, wow. Like, have you ever thought twice about it or regretted it or I mean like of course I I know school's school but uh like have you ever had doubts yeah absolutely um it's so many times I think even as I've gotten older and gotten closer to my goal you know I've I've been like, is this really like what I want to finish doing? Like, couldn't I just go and like make a lot of money and just like at a job that like is probably stressful, but definitely doesn't have me doing anything close to what I would do with my psych degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it's been tempting. Um, it's not fun uh, being a grad student financially or like <laughs> with your time. Um, a lot of that a lot of the things that I have like each day or, you know, in one year is just given over to my grad school experience. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I miss out on things or I, I have to choose grad school over them. Um, I mean, even when it came to scheduling your wedding, right? Absolutely. I had (laughs) rescheduling your wedding. (laughs) Right. Yes. uh, COVID bride here for the win. Um, yeah, I had to make sure that it was for, for what I wanted with my wedding. It basically had to be during the summer um, and it had to. And I was lucky enough then that it was a summer that I had no classes yeah. to take so I could fully enjoy and be present at my wedding and also take my honeymoon, which I wanted to immediately after as well. Yeah. Um, 
yeah so it just it just it is in all parts of every aspect of my life essentially um yeah because you were supposed to get married august 1st 2020 and then mm -hmm. had to essentially like yes a lot of people were rescheduling their weddings but they were rescheduling it for like a couple months away Mm -hmm. because that was where we saw the pandemic journey starting to uh, kind of make that more okay within the mm-hmm. next couple months like you know take it to the winter or fall or spring but you had to reschedule yours almost exactly a year later I think it was yes. like a year minus a week maybe yeah, later it was it was it was yeah. a year minus a week um it was just like there was just a week difference um and yeah and that's like because of grad school I mean also the pandemic but and yeah. it worked out wonderfully again we were beyond lucky with our timing um which yeah you really were um but yeah we weren't even like entertaining the idea of like doing it in the fall or doing it in the spring or winter because I just knew I wouldn't be able to have the amount of time that I wanted and isn't Um, Dan a teacher as well he is so that's also another factor (laughs) yeah yeah he the school year is uh definitely more chaotic for him as well um and so we knew we wanted a lot of time being present for this so summer Mm -hmm. was it (laughs) that's all we got Uh, my parents planned their wedding in like a couple weeks like in two or three weeks yeah 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 because my mom was a teacher and my dad had my dad was a coach and he had a summer league basketball and then by the time that was over it would be back to school time so they ended up realizing this a couple weeks before they had their wedding that they had to basically do it Easter weekend or otherwise wait until like the next Easter weekend which is wild because of just the way that like their schedules meshed and didn't mesh Mm -hmm. in terms of like actually having an event like a wedding so yeah, I think they did the whole, they planned the whole thing in like three weeks yeah. for that. <laughs> that's, that's insane to me. Oh, I mean, I, it's insane to me too. <laughs> planning, I am a very, like, I love planning as we'll see as I talk, but, um, <laughs> but like, I also need a lot of time. Like, I am not somebody, like, that would just put me on anxiety levels that I couldn't even imagine to do like a wedding in like three weeks, but your parents did it and I they know it's did beautiful it. and everything. So good yeah. for them. Oh, it worked out really well. Um, mm-hmm. I know that it was smaller than they w- – well, okay, I'm not even going to say smaller than they had wanted, um, but they wanted other people to be a part of it who just like with the short notice and everything and like distance and things, they couldn't. So mm-hmm. um and they were able to understand and acknowledge that at the time. So what ended up happening is they had sent uh like a note with the invitation like if you can't make it, we're going to also have a big like celebration party mm-hmm. at some point in the future like a reception of sorts. Um and so we would love to have you join us then. But of course, you know, life gets away from you. Um my parents um we're both like very busy people and so at some point over the years they decided you know what we never did that 
let's do that for our 25th wedding anniversary. However, their 25th wedding anniversary was uh, April 2015, and my dad passed in August 2014. So um, that never got to happen, but um, it that was their, like, little way of making it okay to um, have such a rushed wedding of sorts. Mm-hmm. Like, they had been engaged for longer, but when it actually came down to it, they were like, oh, my God, we, we have to do it. How? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I planned mine in nine months. You like, did? Emma. Yeah. Cool. And that, honestly, it felt both too long and too short. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yes. Yeah. I I feel you on that one, even though I was planning mine for much longer. There, a couple you know, years. Point, yeah. You know, a couple years. Wasn't the plan, but like, yeah. Uh, you know, it feel, it was definitely felt too long for most of it. But then I was like, yes. oh my God, like I don't have enough time. What am I going to do? Like, yeah. It's, it's like that final week before yes. it. Yeah. I felt like pretty good until like that final week. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I'm not gonna finish the things. Wait, mm-hmm. what if people don't have fun? Because like at the end of the day, like yes, weddings are for you to like get married, but they're like parties for other people. Absolutely, <laughs> you want people. You want to impress people. Let's be real. Like, yeah, that was, that was a big goal for me was to yeah. impress everybody so they would talk about it, and be like, yeah, it was great and everything. So. Um, yeah, I think we accomplished it both at both of our weddings. No, but you guys did really well. much and correct me if I'm wrong Mm -hmm. currently I know that you're doing your externship is that correct or internship 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 they're the same but very different yeah okay I didn't know it what um which of the words we were utilizing for you specifically um but I know that in that you get more face-to-face interaction with people Mm -hmm. but a lot of what you do or have been doing has been more theoretical. Is that correct? Yes. Um, I've had some experiences like throughout my semesters, but it's, all my classes are very theory based. So do you ever ask him questions because he is so hands on and in person with his students? Do you ask him questions about like certain things? theoretical notions or I don't know uh psychological like um phenomenons and like ask if he's noticed x y and z or like how what his experience with said phenomenon is and I I wish I had the words to 
<laughs> ask a more specific question, like a specific phenomenon or what have you. But like, talk to me about that. Like what, how do you guys mesh your work relationship versus your love relationship or do you you might not at all yeah no I love this question um so since my PhD is in school psychology and Mm -hmm. I've been in school for so long um (laughs) and like you said most of my all of my classes are theory based I mean Mm -hmm. even when they're not there they are theory based and what's been really great and which is why I love that you asked this question uh, is that um or brought this up rather is that I do have somebody who's like doing real world like application of some of the things that I'm studying or learning about and and I love my husband I feel very comfortable talking to him um and so I'll ask him or talk to him about certain things that we've that have come up um like either in discussion in my classes or like something professors have brought up or theories that we've talked about. And uh, he has, as you know, Angela, so he's very um, honest and like, yes, <laughs> he, and is, I love that about him. Yes, I of really course. <laughs> he's a very honest. He um, very honestly loves the musical cats. And that's does. like really great. That's all you need to really know about him is that he's a teacher <laughs> and he loves the musical cats. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> He's, there's nothing else um but he's very honest about like if he thinks that it's like real or like helpful or like straight up like bullshit like it doesn't it, it's like it would never work for teachers or whatever because a, a good chunk of what I learn about in my classes is like how can we help teachers in our roles as school mm-hmm. psychologists and um, it's really great to like ask him and be like, is this true? Like, would this actually help you? And sometimes he's like, yeah, that's a great idea. Or like, no, no teacher's ever going to sit and do that. Like that's <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. So I actually have run like different tools or like different projects that I've come up with for classes, like by him to see how actually practical they are and like if they would be used. So it's been amazing. So he's kind um, of like your application uh idea backboard yes (laughs) yes absolutely yeah that's really cool wow that's a really interesting component to your romantic relationship that I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of people don't really have the luxury of yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I would that's very special agree yeah it is I I think that's one of the reasons like I fell in love with him I knew I could talk with him even if at the time, I didn't know I was going to do school psychology, although I think I did. Um, I knew I could talk with him about education since a lot of my family was in education originally. But yeah, compared to my two parents, who you mentioned are lovely and they have a beautiful relationship, they don't talk about – they can't talk about work at all because um, it definitely doesn't like – their two um, areas that they work don't mesh, you know? Like it yeah. just – they talk about other things, which they have plenty <laughs> to talk about, um, but it's very different uh, in that comparison. Yeah, that's so cool. Like, wow. Like, I, I love you guys together already, obviously. Yes. And now just like in that, I love you guys even more together. Oh, so yeah. cute. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, so a couple of questions kind of about Dan and then you. Mm-hmm. What area of education does Dan work in? I know he's a teacher. Um, what? Who does he teach and what does he teach? 
Yeah, he is a third grade teacher. So uh-huh. he is um uh he teaches like all the subject areas like English, math, right, science, health and things. Um but I think what's more interesting in terms of besides what he teaches is like who he teaches. So mm-hmm. for the past 2 years he's had a lot of students in his class that are um new to this country, so they're either immigrants um or um, actually, I just think they're immigrants. I don't think there's any like refugees, but I don't know uh-huh. if you would know that information. And they're multilingual learners. So they're students that maybe don't have a lot of English. Um, yeah. So that's been really interesting for him. And he and I have talked about different um, factors that might be kind of influencing how he sees the students perform and how they might be doing at home or like how to interact with them or include them and things like that. So that's actually been really cool to talk about with him over the past couple of years. That's so cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that leads me very directly into my next <laughs> question. Um, so my mom, you know, my mom, of course. my mom is a high school guidance counselor and has been at my high school since, uh, gosh, um, 2007. Oh my gosh. So however long that is, but prior to that, um, starting um well before I was born she was the head of counseling at a different high school in the area where my dad worked and my older brother actually went um but in the interim um as she was raising us she ran a family daycare out of our home Mm -hmm. prior to all of that though (laughs) she um while she was getting her master's degree in counseling because her undergrad was in uh physical education so PE Mm -hmm. um my my family likes to move they Um, They so do physical (laughs) yeah it's great um but we've all worked in fitness, sports, sports adjacent fields um, at some point, sometime or another. And even my youngest brother just got a job in sports statistics. So yeah, so cool. We we love sports. But prior to all of that, my mom was actually a third grade teacher. Mm -hmm. And she also taught a lot of students who um, did not necessarily speak English very well or very easily and a lot of them were new students to the country and of course this was in a very different time so I want to say it was probably in the 80s mostly yeah that was that tracks so Mm -hmm. like the 80s was when she did her teaching she started off teaching third grade um like Dan and ended up teaching middle school religion at the same elementary school a little later before um, migrating to high school, which is where she really found her home and working in that counseling space. But my question is for you, I, I, well, number one, it's the parallels are really interesting and I love sure. it. Mm-hmm. Um, but number two, what is the difference between being a school psychologist and a school counselor? I know that there is a lot of overlap and I know that there is a lot of work that is done together Mm -hmm. Um, because my mom, I know, I I think at my high school or the high school she works at, there's not necessarily a school psychologist, but there's a school social worker. And my mom works hand in hand with her, especially in this 
post pandemic world, <laughs> um, which mm-hmm. is so challenging for students at this time. And I honestly, oh my goodness, my heart goes out to each and every one of them. I cannot imagine. But mm-hmm. what is the difference? Like how, wh- how, who does what? What is the mesh? And what more do you have to do and have to know to be a school psychologist versus a counselor? Because again, my mom's master's is in counseling, but you have a master's in psychology. Mm-hmm. And then you're also doing all this more school uh, in this PhD program. So talk to me about that and talk to me about the why the PhD program on mm-hmm. top of the um, master's degree. Yeah. Um, that was a lot. <laughs> no, that's Sorry. okay. I might ask for reminders, but it's okay. I, I think I can do this. Um, <laughs> so first, let me, t- I'd love to talk about like, what's the difference? Because truth be told, um, I've only just figured out what the difference is between like, what school psych- psychologists do and what school counselors do and how mm-hmm. they work together. It's really beautiful. But um, I did not know <laughs> uh, before <laughs> that. Um, so uh, where I intern now, um, I have, I am at a couple different schools and both schools have amazing school counselors who I love to work with. And it's really cool because you would think that a lot, there's a lot of like responsibility overlap between the two roles, but really the overlap comes in like knowledge about psychological stuff or about counseling or about ways to communicate or how to build skills and like social interaction or communication. So there's a lot of like conceptual understanding that is very much the same, which allows for us to work together. But what we do is different um, in in the school setting, at least. So like school counselors are in charge. They actually like do lessons and like provide lessons for the classes that they work with um so like they'll go and be essentially like teachers but they'll teach about um emotions or how to you know um work or solve problems when you're feeling really angry or upset um and then they also do provide like counseling or strategies for students when they're feeling upset they communicate with families and like community resources as well. So they do a lot of different things, but it is different from what school psychs do. Um, So my role um, is a little different, like I mentioned, where I actually like do like assessment as well as therapy or counseling with students. And I also um, get to consult or like um, collaborate with teachers when they are having issues with students or they're noticing issues with students. Um, And uh, what's nice is that then me as a school psych and like the counselors can come together and really talk about both of our pieces to help Uh the student and or teachers if they need to. Wow. That's amazing. Um, How prevalent are school? I I know that I asked so many other questions, but now I have another one. Um, How prevalent are school psychologists in the school system or in the educational space right now because I feel like that's so amazing that I I mean the reality of having enough psychologists to be in all the schools to work with all of the counselors like it it seems like there couldn't be enough 
Am I right or am I wrong? I could be Oh, no. You're 100% correct. Um, There can always be more school counselors and school psychs as well. Usually there's only one school psych psych at a school. Um, However, that, like, I think is slowly changing. Um, You might see, like, more, like, school psychs at different schools as like time goes on, but there's still a huge need. Like, especially now, right? Absolutely. There's like educator shortage, no matter what. Um, But it's not just impacting teachers. It's also impacting um, school psychs, school counselors, um, Mm -hmm. different uh, other different service providers, like occupational therapists in schools and speech language pathologists. So it's just a shortage overall, but there's besides just being there being a shortage, there's also an increased like need or um, realization that these are really important people that need to be in this role at the school. So we need more of them. So it's an interesting right. place to be. What Are You was created and produced by me, Angeliza. Check us out on Instagram at whatareyou underscore pod for a few pics and things and clips from today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please, please, pretty please go to your favorite podcast app and follow, like, subscribe, review, and turn on new episode notifications so you don't miss a single second of all the fun. If you want to be interviewed on the podcast, send me an email at whatareyoupod at gmail.com. I'll be back in your ears next week with the second and final part of my interview with Mary. And don't forget, keep sparkling, you gorgeous little diamonds. <laughs>